It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time. <laughs> it's Ari and Sophie and you're listening to Having a Night the podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of the d- 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 dinner party <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to do that I wanted to do the same thing I'm feeling a bit like a, a DJ this morning Ooh, I'm feeling really amped this morning I don't know why I know why <gasps> Why? because it's November and we're getting very close to a very important Having a Night holiday the fattest holiday of the year, folks. Fat Club for America. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. It is a really exciting time of year. And it's exciting because I'm like, ooh, food, stuffing my face with food. And let's be honest, I think that's why a lot of people are excited. But we have to remember what it's really about. <laughs> what it's quote-unquote really about is family and friends and eating a lot and having that day where being for, generous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Being generous. Inviting people into your home, yeah. right? Falling asleep on the couch in front of everyone. Totally. Yeah, very messy. Yes. I feel like, you know, everything starts out so civilized, and by the end, it's just downright embarrassing. Yep. But here's a secret about me. Yep. It's not a secret. I haven't celebrated Thanksgiving for four years. I know. I can't believe you just let the cat out of the bag. I, I know. know this about you. I just wanted to say it on air. <laughs> <laughs> she is getting real, folks. Well, I feel like so to me it's kind of the perfect time to travel. Yeah. Like if I'm if I if I want to travel, it's such a good time because everything's pretty dead for that full week. So from like the Friday night before Thanksgiving to the Sunday after, nothing's happening. So I feel like I take it as a time to be out of town. But also, I love Thanksgiving, so yeah. it's sort of tragic. So it's not like, yeah, you're not doing, you're not traveling because you secretly don't believe in Thanksgiving no. and hate turkey. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> t- turkey is an interesting we'll topic. Get into that. But um, no, I love Thanksgiving, but I feel like it's just a perfect because Christmas I can't skip with my family. Whereas my family's only three people strong, mm-hmm. so for me to skip Thanksgiving, it's like. Okay. I mean, it wasn't going to be that big of a deal anyway. Yeah, but don't you feel like, conversely, you skipping it, that's a third of it gone as opposed to, like, 124th of it gone? I mean, last Thanksgiving, 124th, it's true. I feel like 24 people is, like, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Is that, like, a standard Thanksgiving? Like, how many people do you do? I think we have, like, between 18 and 30. Wow. Because that's—I've never even been to one of those. Really? Yeah, because I always do it with my parents— or like on you know kind of orphan Thanksgiving when I've just done it with friends it'll be like eight or ten of us, but if I do it with my parents then we'll have like a few people over who don't have big families yeah so again it's only you know maybe ten people yeah what are your Thanksgiving traditions you mean like in terms of food or just the ritual of it mm. both like are there particular tra- traditions or do you just do a 
classic Thanksgiving? Well, I'd say one secret tradition is I want to help cook, and my parents don't really let me. Wow. Last year, I did. I did a lot. And I think as I've gotten older and they've trusted me more, but they've really gotten it down to a science. And I think because they're such good cooks and they they know what they like and they don't want to get caught in a situation where— that becomes a potluck. Yeah. They just need to, like, make it work. And they have three kids, so they can't, you know, so they know what they're doing. And usually one of—this hasn't happened in recent years, but my—one uh, of my dad's brothers, my uncles, uh, would always come over way too early and watch—put on Rocky. We'd watch all the Rocky <laughs> movies. And it was—it was insane. Um, For, uh, like, six hours early? Yeah, like in the afternoon, like it would always surprise me each year. <laughs> like he's not coming over that way, and then like here. yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was always fun. Mm-hmm. I know some people watch sports. We weren't. We were Oof. watching Rocky. Yeah, I would never. I would never watch a sport on a holiday. Ooh, I love watching the Thanksgiving parade. Oh, the Macy's Day. Yeah. That's fun. I don't think I've ever done that either. God, yeah, I don't are know. not American. I'm worried about myself. It's true. <laughs> it's like all of these traditions that I would probably love so much that I've never engaged in. Okay, so when you do Thanksgiving, it sounds like you guys do it as a dinner. Oh, yes. Oh, are we going to have like our 4th of July? It's the same well, argument. But because I, I think it must be something about my dad because huh. he thinks that Thanksgiving dinner, let's put dinner in quotes, should be served at like 2 p.m. I think a lot of people do that. The reason why I like that is because then by, you know, 6 p.m. you're hungry again and you can stand around and, like, have a BLT. Sure. Turkey BLT. Sure. I don't know. I guess it's nice because then, like, you don't have breakfast and then you can just dive right into this big meal. But it doesn't give you very much time to prep. No, it doesn't. How <laughs> like, do you have to wake up at, like, 6 in the morning? I mean, it's my dad, so he is waking up at 6. He probably yeah. didn't even sleep because he was so stressed about what <laughs> even if it's just the three of us. Yeah. He's, like, that stressed. Now, is a turkey one of those things that's, like— and the man's got the turkey. Oh, I think I think you're onto something. Right? I think you're really onto something. Guacai grew up and he started making turkey. It's very gendered. <laughs> yes. Well, it's like, don't worry, I got this. I got my deep fryer out in the garage. Yeah. That guy has got to go. Sorry. <laughs> G-T-G. Sorry, ladies, if you're if you are dating the deep fryer man, the deep dangerous. fryer who doesn't help with anything else. No. That's the problem. No. Yeah. I've never had a deep-fried turkey, though. I bet it's delicious. I bet you can taste the danger. I so agree. I mean, it's like you could blow up your whole house. Yeah, it's insane. Okay, talk to me about your ideal Thanksgiving menu. Oh, my gosh. If you have one. Since we do Thanksgiving uh, later in the day, usually like around 7 or 8, people come over around 5 or 6. Maybe they come over around 4. I always get so screwed up because it's l- darker so much earlier. Ugh. So maybe maybe they are coming over at 4. I'm Guys, not sure. daylight savings is killing me already. I know. Wow, my mood has just changed drastically. Mine too. Yeah. In the Mine last too. week, got so cold and it's so dark. I'm just like, well, winter's here. Me too. Sad. Yeah. So I'm going to go out on a limb mm-hmm. and say possibly no no snacks, no appetizers. Because then everyone— and my mom will always be like, okay, no snacks, no snacks. And then there's, like, a huge wheel of roviola. <laughs> and my parents also—there's always pate because this time of year my parents make pate. They make a few different kinds, venison, duck, and it's amazing. So we have that out with mustard and cornichon and um, crackers or bread, and that's delicious. But then you eat all of that, and then you're too full. So full. So what if I do 
for my Thanksgiving 2019. What if? What if there's no snacks? Consider this. My question is, though, if people are coming over at 5 and you're not sitting down until 7.30 or 8, I feel like the natives get restless. You know, they get a little, what what are we supposed to do? Yeah, you have Um, to calm people down. Yes. So maybe you're giving them marijuana. Wow. Whoa, I'm not. But maybe that's an idea. I'm Someone also might, not. Especially if use. I had 30 people at my house, the idea of being stoned with 30 people over it's overwhelming. terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I'd put out just a, f- a few snacks, but really just a few. And maybe we start dinner right away so there's not that much sitting down and chilling. But then again, yeah. I really like that part. But I like it hard. after because then everybody's tired, full, a yes. little tipsy or very drunk yeah. depending on the crowd. So I feel like it's nice to have 45 minutes of milling around and then sit. I also like to eat earlier, though, because I don't want to wake up at 2 a.m. with meat sweats. No, ma'am. You know, I think meat sweats is, that's like my ninth circle of hell. A meat sweat? A meat sweat combined with a hangover, like a 4 a.m. meat sweat with a hangover where I can't fall back asleep and I'm just lying there like, what have I done? sweaty. Anyway, so I'm trying to avoid that on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay, so we're doing no snacks at the Venturi Thanksgiving. Well, no, not the Venturi. The the Ari Ari Venturi Thanksgiving Thanksgiving in her head. But no snacks, but maybe a secret snack. Maybe no snacks is too controversial. I don't want to lose any friends. Okay, for the meal, I want to do a soup. I want to do a curry butternut squash soup. Yes. With a little creme fraiche, maybe a chive. Yum. Crouton? Like yes. a small, small, a small, crouton. maybe a cornbread crouton. Wow, <laughs> a homemade cornbread crouton, homemade cornbread crouton. Say that five times. Homemade cornbread crouton. Homemade cornbread. Yum. Mm. One little venturi tradition. My family loves mushrooms. I feel like there are mushrooms all up in our Thanksgiving. There's nothing like a mushroom. Mm-mm. God, I love them, and there's so many varieties. We just don't even know about. Okay, so you guys love mushrooms. So we love mushrooms. There's going to be a side of sautéed mushrooms. Mm -hmm. There's going to be mushrooms in the otherwise very traditional uh, stuffing with sage and sausage. Mm -hmm. Pepperidge Farm pre-shredded bread. Yeah. Um, Pre-cubed. Pre-cubed, yes. God, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. Don't try to beat it. I wonder if this year we might try and beat it because my sister— is a baker. Shout out to Middlebrow Bakery and Brewery in Chicago. Her bread, like some day old miche. Yeah. It could be really good. I'll see what Marissa says. Yeah. I want to spatchcock a turkey. We've been doing that the past couple years, and we'll get into that in a in a hot second. Mm-hmm. Um, crisp crisp up the skin. Um, there will only be canned cranberry sauce cut into rounds. I cannot deal with the real cranberry sauce. People claim they like—do you like that? I really like it, but I like it totally separately from the Thanksgiving meal. Okay. Like, I don't need it on my plate, but I maybe, like, want it with some ice cream after. Sure. You know? Like, I just like yes. that tartness. Ooh, wow, 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 wow. Yes. Okay. Wow. Blowing my mind right here. I'm right, doing sure. the Robuchon potatoes that are just these, like, classic French potatoes that have so—it's just potatoes and butter, maybe a little bit of milk. Mm-hmm. And they're just so fluffy and buttery. I'm doing so much gravy. And not, obviously, not like the store-bought stuff. 
But, Guys, like, there's if, pieces of turkey in it. Yeah. It's really kind of soupy and fatty and good. And I'm going to, like, wash my face with it later in the night. Uh-huh. Wow. Just glowing skin. It's, it also <laughs> Just has, an oil slick. It also has cosmetic <laughs> uh, enhancing properties. And I think that's it. My family, maybe it's because we're Italian, we've never gotten into, like, the— Marshmallow sweet potato thing. There's no. like nary a sweet potato. Oh, I'm doing a salad with like pomegranate seeds mm-hmm. and really acidic dressing, maybe arugula or some kind of bitter green, something to just cut through all of the richness. So I think that's the purpose of cranberry sauce. And I think by having a salad like that, you're you're putting in that purpose anyway. Because I think the purpose is to cut through it, to have something that tastes fresh, yes. that's cold, yes. that's a very acidic to yes. counterbalance creamed spinach, mashed potatoes, Mm -hmm. marshmallow fluff, like all of these things that have the same quality. It's Mm -hmm. so nice to have something that like really cuts. Yes. And so I think the same about a salad. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm, you know, as you guys know, I'm not a big pie person. And so I don't, I also am always too full really for dessert. I like have a bite of pie and then pass out and then start eating turkey again when Mm -hmm. I wake up in a daze. But this idea of using the cranberry sauce, because I love ice cream, doing like a really nice vanilla ice cream with cranberry sauce on yeah. it. Damn. It's a fun way to get the flavor in there. Maybe like a without... piece of toffee on top. Sure. I don't Why know. I, it just came to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tell me about your your meal, of which you will not be having this year. Which I will not be partaking in. I totally hear what you're saying about the no app situation, but I think this is a day where you just have to present everything to people, and if they want to gorge themselves, let them. It's their own damn fault. That's exactly. It's their own fault. So I want to start with a gougere because I think that they are very—as in a cheese puff. Not a a cheese doodle. Not a cheese doodle, although— And not a Cheeto, but like a, you know, like a a French-style little cheese puff that's like a profiterole but cheesy. I want to start with those— and some deviled eggs. But like, I'm only going to make enough for each person to have a half of a deviled egg because that's a way for people to not gorge themselves. If I was crazy, I would make deviled quail eggs. Because <gasps> then it would be tiny and beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I'm not crazy, so I can't do that. Are you sure? Okay, I'm definitely crazy, but also I can't do that. <laughs> but I have the, yeah, <laughs> wherewithal to know. So I'm going to do those two things. I'm going to have them out. I'm going to have something sparkling, cold. Again, a little bit of acid to kick off the meal. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going into—I'm a traditionalist when it comes to Thanksgiving. So I'm having creamed spinach. Creamed spinach is, like, my favorite thing in the world. It's delicious. It's, this is why I love a steakhouse, mostly yep. because I like creamed spinach. Yeah. So I'm doing creamed spinach, like, very traditional, heavy on the nutmeg. Ooh. I mean, you could even—like, the Austrian way of doing spinach is they puree it. Mm. You could even puree it. I think I'm not going to, but— Sometimes it looks more beautiful when you puree it because it's, like, still bright green even though it's creamed. Sure. Okay, this is my I'm going out on a limb thing is sweet potatoes with chipotle cream. I'm into it. How do you make the cream? So so you do almost like a scalloped sweet potato thing because I'm going to have mashed potatoes. Again, I'm a yes, traditionalist. You are. I'm going to have mashed potatoes heavy on the garlic. Um, <laughs> heavy on the garlic. <laughs> one over here. Garlic. Oh. <laughs> She's dancing. <laughs> The last Thanksgiving I participated in, I have a huge scar on my first <gasps> finger from making my sweet potatoes with chipotle cream. You're a warrior. Because I was mandolining them. Guys, don't do it. I thought I was going to get them so thin it wasn't worth it. Experts only. I had to go to, like, an emergency care place oh, in L.A. Last year. And this beautiful doctor—no, three years ago, mm. <laughs> my last Thanksgiving. This beautiful doctor super glued my finger shut. So painful. Ugh. 
Because it was, I mean, I was, like, looking through my finger. It was really intense. Oh. So you make the chipotle cream. You basically, I think you puree. I don't have the recipe on the top of my mind. But I think you puree heavy cream with um, chipotle and adobo. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, spicy and really smoky. And it goes really nicely with the sweet potatoes because I don't want a sweet, sweet dish no. in the middle of my meal. Yum. Then big green salad with some radicchio to have a little bit of bitterness in yeah, it. Yeah, great. But I agree about, like, a very mustardy, um, vinegary. Yeah. Of course, still a lot of olive oil, but— And I like the idea of the pomegranate seeds for a little crunch. Yeah. Because everything else is, like— Creamy. Um, it's like old yeah. people food where it's like you don't need teeth to eat this beef. You know, it's—yeah, <laughs> I, want, I want some crunch. <laughs> you don't need teeth to eat this beef. Turkey what? with gravy, obviously. I don't know if it's going to be spatchcocked or not because we will be talking about turkeys. Pepperidge Farm stuffing, exactly. And I want to zhuzh it up with shiitakes and sausage and sage. So they have the same idea. Mm-hmm. Corn pudding. God, I love a corn pudding. What does that mean? So I make like a creamy corn base and it has a lot of eggs in it. So it's like a little bit of cayenne. You can t- use fresh corn and then you puree some of it with milk and egg, then you whip in eggs. Is it like a souffle? It's like a souffle, but not quite as airy. But you could Yum. do it more as a souffle because the souffle is going to fall, and so you might get nervous about it. But this is like you can do it ahead, and it can just hang. Also, it's nice as you can do it way ahead of time. And then I'm going to make a pumpkin cheesecake because I feel like that I want like a squashy flavor, and that's it. Maybe some cinnamon ice cream or something. Yeah. So that's my meal. I love that, Sophie. I'm very sad. I hope one of our listeners makes your meal and uh, takes a picture of it, puts it on Instagram, tags having a night. Me too. What an honor. the same thing. (laughs) Okay, so Ari and I, we wanted to talk really about turkeys. The star. Because it's like, I mean, we could wax poetic about all kinds of elements of Thanksgiving. People love, but people love to talk about sides. But we got to talk about this bird. Exactly. We, we need talk to about talk the about the MVP. MVP. Here's my issue with turkey. Lay it uh, down. They're huge and they're very lean. And so it's really hard not to make them super fucking dry. Yes. Especially because for the breast and the leg, the white meat and the dark meat, they have different optimal temperatures. Yeah, exactly. And so you have to get the breast cooked and by that time— what is it? No, you have to get the legs cooked, right? And then, and then by, by that the time, time the breast is just, I mean, powder. Sawdust. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. So, but, and then, of course, the problem is most people want to bring an entire bird to the table and right. have the carving moment. They want that Norman Rockwell still life. Exactly. I mean, it is gorgeous, but, I mean, I have a hard time letting that go. That's the problem with spatchcocking. Or some people will do it, cook the breast and legs completely separately, which probably tastes a lot better, but you don't have that moment. Yeah. So spatchcocking, for listeners who don't who don't know what that is, that basically means that you cut the vertebrae out of the bird, like you cut the spine out of the bird, and then you flatten the whole thing onto like a roasting pan mm-hmm. with the skin side up. So it's basically like a flattened out bird, which means that all of the skin gets much crispier. It cooks a lot faster. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I think the cooking time is just a little bit better. Yeah, I think it's, like, hot and fast, and you get so much more skin, so more texture, and it's more forgiving if you do overcook it because it's covered—all of it's covered in the skin. Yeah. And you weren't going to put the stuffing inside the turkey anyway because if you're still doing that, 
Why, God, why? Yeah, well, so let's talk about that also for a second because stuffing, putting stuffing in your bird, I like stuffing because I like that there's a crispy layer on top. Yes. And if you put it in the bird, there's no crispy layer on top. Maybe that's the secret to a good Thanksgiving is more crispy things because everything is so, as we Creamy. said. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, so finding the crisp where you can. That's the other thing with, I feel like, I can't believe that we haven't gotten down to the science of cooking large birds yet. It's like we've gotten down to the science of a roast chicken, but like a turkey, a goose, a duck, they're very hard. Do you mean we, me and you, or the world? The world. All right. Okay. The Chinese have definitely done it with duck, no question. Yeah. But like my dad, we have a goose every Christmas Eve. That's like the traditional German thing. Every year it's a shit show. Like the meat is overcooked. The And I mean, I don't mean that my dad's doing a great job, but it's like the meat is overcooked. The skin is still not crispy enough because the skin has a big layer of fat under it. Yeah, like a duck. And so it doesn't crisp up quick enough. Yeah. So I feel like for turkey, you've got to have that crisp skin. Yeah. Now, what do you think about doing either a whole breast or a la ren fair, just some turkey legs? I think that's dope. Do both because you know there's some people who are going to be like, oh, I just want the breast. And you're like, (laughs) I'm so sorry. Maybe a couple (laughs) years ago I would have argued with you, but— at this point, whatever. Exactly. Uh, choose your battles. Well, I've I've uh, read a couple good recipes for um, like a dry spiced rubbed turkey breast. That's yeah. supposed to keep it moist and good. And then you can also do, you could do legs. You could do dark meat, like slow and slow, and get it almost like stew. That's true. But then again, that's what the gravy's for. I'm down for that. You know Me what too. I'm. One solution to the dryness, and this is the second year we've done two turkeys, or we've had two turkeys, one spatchcocked or cooked more traditionally, and the other in a smoker. (gasps) And the smoker really does keep it all pretty tender because it's so unbelievably low for so many hours. And, of course, it does taste different than the traditional Thanksgiving. It tastes like smoked, tastes like barbecue. Right. But it's really quite moist, and, and everyone ends up eating more of that, and then you have more of the leftover white meat the next day, which only gets drier in the fridge. and Yeah. That sounds unbelievable. Well, I was thinking about this idea, actually, of doing it low and slow. The problem with low and slow is, of course, the skin doesn't really crisp up. But that's okay yes. if you remove the skin and you put it in an oven separately. <gasps> yeah. So then you just basically have, like, a huge <laughs> a plane of just crispy skin. Wow. And then you could like crack it and put it on top of everything like shards of beautiful fatty glass. How amazing does that sound? That sounds delicious. I mean, I guess, so I'm I'm wondering if like low and slow that might be kind of the move. And then at the end you would remove the skin and then you would crisp it up. Yeah. So you dry brine, right? Yes. Yeah. We, I feel like there was a moment when I was a kid growing up, we wet brined. I have a vague memory of like a large bucket pot in a with the turkey in it in a bathtub. Yeah. So brining obviously is putting this bird in salt for a really long time before you actually cook it, which makes it saltier and also makes it retain moisture better. Mm-hmm. But wet brining, right, a bird that's like, I mean, huge birds. Yeah. You have to find a receptacle. Yeah. Your punch bowl isn't big enough. Whereas dry brining, you can basically rub it with salt, try to get some salt between the skin and the and the and the and the muscle. I have over here. Slip your fingers over the breast and legs. Wow, it's getting sexual. (laughs) I'm not wearing a shirt. What I meant was try to separate the skin from the meat, and then you can try to kind of get some salt underneath the skin. Yeah. Which will really help. But then if you dry brine it, you still have to put it into your refrigerator for, like, 
three days. Yes. So you have to kind of clear out the whole fridge. That's what I was going to say. You've got to—you might as well just buy a mini fridge for your other stuff. Yeah. The, yes, the turkey gets the, the main fridge. Yeah. But, yeah, you've got you've to gotta brine. And it's got to sit in the refrigerator without a covering. Yes. Because some of the water, it's going to release and then evaporate. So it's like simultaneously drying it out so that the skin can get crispier. But it's also going to make it retain the moisture of like the actual juices later. Exactly. Highly recommend. How much salt per pound or per? So what I found, I mean, it must be done per pound. I totally agree because the it really varies. But I think it's, you have to put some salt into the cavity, Mm -hmm. obviously. Under the skin, like this says, so what I found said two teaspoons, but that doesn't seem like enough to no, me. I'm into just like going whole hog. I'm like a handful person. Yeah, me too. And you're using kosher salt. Yes. You've got to use kosher salt. And then also when you're done, you have to make sure to put it breast side up. Unless you, if you spatchcocked it, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't, then you got to put it breast side up and uncovered, you know. Yeah. Because if, if you put it breast side down, I think a lot of the juices won't. Go back it, yeah. back into it. Breast side up, just like you were roasting a chicken, and yeah, probably tie the legs. Um, can I just say one thing about spatchcocking and the other thing you lose with spatchcocking yeah. and with um, possibly cooking the dark and white meat separately? If turkey is the Michael Jordan, then the turkey baster is like the bull's mascot. Is like Benny the Bull. I want to talk about turkey basters and single use tools. Like, uh, when else would you use a turkey baster? It's yes. this iconic, weird thing that you only bring out for Thanksgiving. It's huge. It's huge. It takes up a lot of space. Yeah. Does it really do anything? You could also use a spoon. I guess it's like if you're trying to squirt stuff, like, way up in there. Oh, way <laughs> up in there. <laughs> but it is just such a funny thing. It is the mascot of Thanksgiving. I think it's totally the mascot of Thanksgiving. I I love your simile. Thank um, you. I think part of what's supposed to be good about it is that actually why the reason that it's clear, the reason that you want a clear one is because you can see the fat and the juices separate. Mm-hmm. So all the fat will rise to the top mm-hmm. uh, or go to the bottom. It must be the top. It should so go to the can... top, right, towards the bulb. Yeah. So then you can squirt the juices out, and then when you get to the fat, you can put that back into the—you can just throw it out into I the— I had no idea that it was capable of that. Yeah. I think because yeah, if you just like let it sit for long enough, or if you hold it, hold it up for long enough, cool, it should separate. But um, it totally is a single use tool. Talking about this though, I'm like, why would I ever want to baste the skin of my turkey when I'm waiting for it to get dry? I think sometimes people get either get scared that it's over drying, or it can get. A turkey has to cook for a long time, right? It's not like a chicken. It can, but it also doesn't have to. Because if you're doing it at 450 degrees, yeah, how long it only needs like an hour and 20. Really? And the perfect temperature is 150 degrees. So, like, that's how you don't overcook it. Like, I know that it's <laughs> poultry, so people get freaked out. But, like, don't go over 150. And it's going to keep cooking, especially if you did it at 450. It's going to, like, take yes. it out at 143. And then you have to let it rest for an hour. Yeah. You know what? I would go I would go 150, take it out at 150. Take it out at 150. And then it's going to keep rising. Because also it's like I think the breast is supposed to be 150 and then the thighs are higher because they're because they're um more like tendons, darker meat. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, take it out at 150, let it rest for an hour. <laughs> and then if, yes, if it looks raw, don't eat it. Like if it looks raw, put it back in the oven. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just think don't get freaked out. Okay. So Ari's going to spatchcock. If you were going to do it as a whole bird, yeah. you've got to make sure to have a V-rack. Mm-hmm. You have to put it in a V-rack because that's how you get good circulation. If you just put it, plop it into a roasting pan, the whole bottom of it is going to be soggy. Mm. So I think mm-hmm. in a V-rack and also you want to, if your oven has a convection setting, you want to do that because that also helps to circulate the air. So it's not just like sitting in a sauna. It's sitting in a In a sauna in a tornado, with a fan in, in it? In a hot tornado. Yeah, <laughs> a hot said. tornado. Yeah. So you want to do that. Great tip. Also, if you want, throw some carrots and celery under the V-rack. You might not even eat them, but it just adds um, a great aroma. But also— you're going to be using that for your gravy. Yes. you got to use those pan juices. Ari has a very upsetting story about being at a Thanksgiving where the person making the turkey threw out all the pan juices. I do. Oh, my God. That was a bad moment. But. So let's talk about gravy for a minute, right? Yes. Well, the pan juice is very important to keep for the gravy. Yeah. Also, um, one thing you should not forget about Thanksgiving, you should have pre-made if you can, a lot of stock, either turkey stock, chicken stock, beef stock. Stock is your best friend for Thanksgiving. It's going to save so many dishes. That's such a you're going to need more than you think you have. Yeah. If you're reheating anything, you can often use stock to like give it moisture back. Any like even roasted vegetables, but have more stock on hand than you think. I also love the idea of adding like a tablespoon of stock to mashed potatoes. Exactly. exactly. And also. Even if your gravy ends up failing, this is why the pan juices are great is because, like, even if you don't feel like making a whole gravy, if you just take those pan juices yeah. and drip them over the turkey, it'll be so delicious. So much better than without them. They they came from the tree. They need to be reunited with the turkey. Yes, they do. And also the, the adding some celery, onions, carrots to the bottom is a mm-hmm. good idea because then they're cooking in these turkey juices. You can add those to the gravy, too. Yeah, you can puree them. Yeah, exactly. Delish. Yeah, puree and then strain it out. God. Yeah, it's perfect. I love gravy. Oh, I love gravy too. Ooh, here's another tip on the subject of stock, even though I'm going to talk about milk. <laughs> another liquid. Yeah. So that's how my brain works. If you make your mashed potatoes early, and I even mean like 20 minutes too early because you want mashed potatoes to be super fresh or else they get that kind of like weird crackly dryness on top. Ooh, yeah. It's going to seem too wet. But if you just add some heavy cream or milk, like a a layer to the top, so make sure they're really flat at the top with a spatula, add a layer so they're just covered, and Mm -hmm. then put saran wrap, or if you're Sophie and not using extra plastic, good for you, something else Mm -hmm. on top. Then you kind of just mix that milk back in. You reheat it on a double double boiler, and then that milk doesn't make it wetter. It just kind of reincorporates. It's, It's very helpful. That sounds so good. That's a great idea. Also, so let's talk about things that we are, that we can make ahead of time. Yes. Like, what is our prep like? Because the New York Times a couple years ago did a whole thing about basically doing everything, like, in the days leading up to Thanksgiving, and then all you're doing is assembling things on Thanksgiving and heating them up, which I love. Yes. So great. Well, I imagine there's, like, a lot of casserole-style things in Mm -hmm. that in that Thanksgiving menu that obviously you can make that is served in the dish that it's made in so that you can make them ahead of time. You could even keep them in their freezer if you made them really ahead of time and then you can yeah. throw them in the oven. 
That's true. To either reheat or cook them all together. Yeah. Um, what else? You could do well, mashed potatoes. Not well, too far in advance, but. Well, because you're dry brining your turkey, your turkey's basically already done. All right. you're doing is then putting it into the oven. Mm-hmm. Your mashed potatoes, you don't have to mash them yet, but you could boil them ahead of time. And then the day of, all you need to do is throw them into, you know, is whisk them up with whatever you're whisking could you? them with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to, like, reheat them after they boil somehow, you know, because yeah. I feel like the heat of them it helps mash them. Yes, that's true. But, I mean, but they should be soft enough that they could be mashed anyway, yeah, right? It's like you don't want yeah heat. And also if you're using, like, really hot, you're going to be using hot milk or cream or butter. butter. So, like, that'll heat it anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, you could do, like, a little double boiler action. Yeah. Probably wouldn't use the microwave. No. But you could do that if you're freaked out. Yeah. You could do, if you're roasting um, any carrots or parsnips. Oh, I read something about, like, sous vide, or, I'm um, sorry, uh, 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 confiting certain vegetables. Mm. Um, oh, you can gosh, do that ahead so of time. Good. Yep. Oh, the, if you're making something like a corn pudding, exactly. you can make the mix ahead of time, then you just pour it in the dish day of and mm-hmm. cook it. Can you assemble your stuffing ahead of time and then cook it? So I think you could. I think the problem is that it's going to soak up more liquid as it goes on. So, like, you might have to add extra liquid. But you could, like, cook your mushrooms. You could cook your sausage. You could, like, cook all the separate parts. And then the day of, you just, like, do all of your stock and mm-hmm. mix it all together mm-hmm. before you put it in the oven. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's also, like, you want things to be as delicious as possible. So right. if you spend the whole day cooking, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Cranberry sauce you can definitely make ahead of time. In fact, it's better if you make it ahead of time. Now, I do want to give one big shout-out to Michael McCarty and the whole McCarty family because their Thanksgiving may be a big deal, but their day after Thanksgiving is an even bigger deal. Oh, God. Because they invite over, like, 100 people, and they do turkey BLTs. It's, like, the greatest holiday of the year. Sounds yeah. incredible. It's so And so great. many people come over. What did you say, 100? 100, but I want to say maybe even more. Yeah, it's like an all-day affair. I mean, that is blessings upon them. Truly. Because that is so generous to invite people over the day after. Most people are just walking around in a food coma like— Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, it's really just, great. They don't want more people at their house. Yeah. But I think that's, like, a great way to use up the remainder of your turkey, especially if— you know, if you had a smaller Thanksgiving, yes. but a big turkey, then, oh, my God, slice it up. Got some Bay's English muffins. Make some Thousand Island dressing. Oh, tomato. I'm lettuce. doing it. Michael, I'm doing it this year. Yeah. I'm definitely doing Throw it. Throw a pickle on there. Yum. Bacon. Yeah. Turkey. So, guys, that's, bas- that's, that's what we have to say about Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm sure that you all have things to say, and please— Never hesitate to DM us, email us, hello at havinganightpodcast.com. Follow us at Having a Night. We'd love to see your Thanksgiving spreads. We'd love to help you out with any questions about your recipes, give you any tips. Um, We're really excited about our Thanksgiving, so get out there and try and cook something for your Thanksgiving and pop open a can of that cranberry sauce. Woo! Thank you so much to Colin, to Rebecca to New Neighborhood and to Ad Large. You're listening to Having a Night.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.